Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes! Piggity, have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here for the 900th episode. This is the 900th I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I'm hyped. I'm excited. On today's episode, we talk about the highs, the lows, the thrills, the victories, the agony of defeats, and so much disruption that we've accomplished in almost eight years on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Plus... While I'll never step off the Dick Stain Donald Trump gas pedal and why the Lakers are irrelevant. They're irrelevant and they tried to start fights with the fans at the Bitcoin arena. Oh yeah, it happened. All that morning, brand new banging 900th episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Start this puppy off with something real nice. Start this puppy off with something real proper, but most importantly, start this 900th episode off with something really, I mean really funky. It's a 900th I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Let's fucking go. Have no fear, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. The name is uh, Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Sultan of Sniff, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. Mr. 212, a.k.a. the White Chocolatito, a.k.a. the Jewish Jake LaMotta, 
aka the Gringo Man Dingo. And you are now rocking with the the very, very best. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, the 900th episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. 900 episodes long, 900 episodes striggity strong. Welcome to the Iron Dome of Disruption, the Ziggity Zone of Disruption. And I'm here. Have no fear. The, the Gringo Man Dingo is here in Sukasa. Hope everybody's feeling good. I hope everybody's feeling safe. Hope everybody is feeling sane. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. It's a happy March. It's the first day of March 2022. If you could believe that shit. March. Crazy. Crazy. We're uh, two months down. And um, had a great weekend of shows in Buffalo. Shout out to everybody who came to the shows. I saw you guys, heard you guys in the house in Buffalo. We had some wild ass shows in Buffalo. Um, all the Iron Rap Poor Stereo podcast fans that were there. Got to meet a few. I know some uh you guys I didn't get to meet, but I heard all the dingoes. You saw me when I come on stage. I hear you. I know what's up. People have come back to second shows out in Buffalo. Crowds were nuts. Not in a bad way. In a, maybe I had one too many drinks kind of way, but positive. We had to th uh, throw out a third grade school teacher one night. She had to go. I don't care that you're a school teacher. We gave you like six warnings. I think it was Saturday night. She wouldn't shut the fuck up. And then one night, some yelling lady just kept screaming, Baba Booey. But like in a like you're blind drunk kind of way. And I like to talk to the fans, like to talk to the crowd. But when you're just screaming blindly, you got to go. When you've been warned four, five, six times, been asked politely by me and the other comics, possibly by the staff, the wait staff, who's just in there trying to do their jobs and you won't shut up, we got to toss you. You could be a big fan. Of course you're a big fan. You came out and spent your money to watch me do live stand-up. But I don't care if you're a doctor, a bus driver. At a certain point, we'll toss you. We'll fucking toss you. Because we start nice, then it gets unnice, and then you get thrown out. Uh, but shout out to everybody in Buffalo. The weather out there is something else. And I know it wasn't even like... Dramatic Buffalo weather. And I don't think there is a such a thing as dramatic Buffalo weather. Because if you're from Buffalo, you have a different kind of threshold for cold. I went to the, the Starbucks, which was literally, I think they call it Caddy Corner. And the wind hit me in the face like I haven't been hit in the face by wind in a long time. And I'm from New York City. I am in New York City dealing with the winter now. But it was like six inches of snow and wind that was just like, you motherfucker, give me my money. It's like a leg breaker kind of wind. Like, you owe me my money. Like, it was the kind of wind like Charles Oakley smacking the shit out of you type of wind. Like, you fuck you, give me my money. 
But the shows are great. I'm heading to Pittsburgh this weekend. We're doing two nights. We're going to do three nights. I have to be back in the city, so we're only doing two nights. Friday, March 4th. Saturday, March 5th. The 4th and the 5th. Four shows, two nights. Tickets are going quick. If you're in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Rap-A-Pack. Pennsylvania Rap-A-Pack. In the Pittsburgh area, Rap-A-Pack. Get your fucking tickets, because I'm going to be there. The 4th and the 5th, this Friday, this Saturday. And then I got two weeks off. And I got to be honest, I need the two weeks off. Okay? I need the two weeks off, and and, and I need a hotel room with with the window opening. Every time I check into a hotel, I said, do you have windows? They go, yeah, we have windows. I go, yeah, do you have windows that work? Functioning windows that crack, because... The Sultan of Sniff, the inflamed Ashkenazi, I don't do well with uh, that just hotel re- remanufactured air, recirculated. I need that fresh air. I'm in the hotel room with a nose strip on during the day. That ain't, that ain't cool. By myself with a nose strip on during the day, looking like a fucking asshole. It's one thing to, to sleep with the nose strip. When, when you have the nose strip on during the day alone because you can't breathe, that's, it ain't right. But like I said, it's March. My birthday is coming up. March 20th, I'm going to be 52. And it's not a big deal. 52 years old. 52 years of good, good loving, feel good. Got to just continue to eat right. Because I went for a dinner this weekend at some French joint in the city. And let me tell you something. These French people, you know, they talk about the diet of the Americans. If what I was eating at this French restaurant, and this was high end, it's a joint in Manhattan called Lafayette, on Lafayette. And we, we had uh, some friends in. And uh, uh, we had a, a pre-fixed, a pre-paid meal. I mean, they were coming out with the charcuterie plate, with the fondue, the three cheese fondue. Of course, everything that you eat in a fine dining restaurant has to have truffle on it. They go, you want the truffle? Of course you want the truffle. How could I not want the truffle? Why everybody's so obsessed with truffle, I don't know. But it was cheese and it was a plate with, I don't know, bread and potatoes and meat and apples. And you're dipping it in the charcuterie. I mean, the the fondue, the three cheese fondue. And nobody's mentioning, oh, we might have, it it didn't matter. I'm like, did you serve fondue during the pandemic and everybody's dipping in? I, I don't know. It was delicious, though. Delicious, but disgusting. D&D. And we're breaking diets. I'm, you know, supposed to be vegetarian. My wife, she's sticking slabs of sausage in the cheese. And then they came out with a couple other things. I don't know. They they throw some vegetables there just to make you feel like you're not going to give yourself, like, heartburn. And then they came out with these, like, chicken ribs and they were literally like butter 
There's like 17 chicken ribs. There's four of us. I'm just, we're stuffing them in our fucking face. N nobody's talking about. Wait, what's chicken ribs? What was it? There were short ribs. There's no such thing as a chicken. Well, I guess it's uh, French spare ribs. Yeah, they were. No, they were short ribs. They were. They were. I mean, I'm against it, but I, uh, I had to partake. It was. I mean, it was. It was an extravagant French meal, but they. They. I don't know. They had like, but I don't know what the fuck it was, man. I can't even pronounce this shit. But there was like a literal whole thing of butter. You could see it, like a stick of butter plopped inside. It was insane. And then we had the dessert. It was like a fr what was it? Crepe Suzette flambe. Is crepe Suzette flambe, which means it was on fire. They set the fucking crepe on fire. It was just, it was a lot. It was a lot, but it was delicious. I, I, it was a delicious, fine food experience, a French food experience. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was, it was fun, but you, you can only do that like once. I can only do something like that like once every, I don't know, quarter year. And, we're heading into March, so my once every quarter, I don't even know, once every six months for somebody like me. I'm back eating lettuce, kale, and green beans. I was missing my lettuce, kale, and green beans because I'm not going to lie. I had a cheesesteak or cheesesteak pizza in Buffalo. Everybody's like, go to this Buffalo wing spot. Go to that Buffalo wing spot. You know, and then the backstage, everybody's Buffalo wings and pizza with Buffalo wings and Buffalo's wild. They started doing chants during the show. Buffalo Mafia chants. The Buffalo Bills. I said, I know what to say up here. I'm never going to say wide right to you guys. Fuck Patrick Mahone, boy. I wouldn't dare mention wide right. Fuck Patrick Mahone, boy. The chanting. It was fun, though. It was fun. And then it was live. Truly live and disruptive. And it's going to continue to be live and disruptive all week on the Wendy Williams Show. I had the great Margaret Josephs from the Real Housewives of New Jersey, which was, you know, I, I could talk that housewife shit. I feel like I have to pull back when I have a housewife on because I get so excited. And, you know, they're all there to talk. I don't want to, like, over-talk because it's only nine minutes. You know, when you're doing a podcast, you could sit there and I could, uh, you know, fawn and gefelt. You know, I don't want to get too crazy. I have to, like, really restrain myself when I'm with these housewives. But I had the real housewife of New Jersey, Margaret Josephs, and she's just stirring shit up. Got to talk about the real housewives of Salt Lake City. And, you know, again, I haven't found my proper form to talk housewives. I want to talk more housewives. I have to figure this out. But, you know, when we, we've come to the 900th episode, you know... And I was talking to the Dust Brothers, and we're going over everything we've done, everything, you know, we've accomplished, the highs and lows, 900 episodes. We started this podcast in August of 2014, and that's, that's a long time ago. That's damn near eight years ago. It's like a child. Like, I have an eight-year-old disruptive child here like this would be an eight-year-old like i think you're in like second grade third grade 
you know, and we've done so many different things and so many iconic episodes and so many great guests and, you know, the the podcast has changed, it's evolved and sometimes people go, you know, do more of this, do more of that and, I, and you know, I'm always going to do the greatest hits but I like to keep it flowing, I don't want it to be contrived, I don't want it to be predictable, I don't want it to be predictable for me because there's never been a time, there's never been an episode when I've picked up the golden mic, this golden mic, boom, this puppy right here where I haven't wanted to podcast. I've podcasted through colonoscopies. You guys have heard me lose my voice. We've had the, the, the lawsuits. We've had the Young Shooter Chronicles on Dick Stain Donald Trump from the beginning of his presidential run. Bruno and no Bruno. And I'll continue to be on his ass. And, and I'll be honest, my wife's like, stop, stop. And I'm like, no. I, I've made a pledge to myself, not even to you guys, to myself. And it's like, it's like an inner thing. It's like my father, I ain't no tough guy. I don't claim to be a tough guy. But like, this guy's a fucking bully. Dick Stain Donald Trump. And to quote the great, Zach Randolph, Zebo. We bully the bullies. He's a fucking bully. So we have to bully the bullies. And I'll tell you something. Every day, somebody comes up to me on the street, literally face to face and goes, I appreciate all the Trump shit. Dick stain Donald Trump. Pig dick Donald Trump. I appreciate it. You're saying what we all wish we could say. You're saying what we're all thinking. Thank you. And until he shuts the fuck up, I'm going to stay on his ass, despite the fact that sometimes uh, even my own wife, my biggest supporter is like, you have to stop. I go, no, I'm not going to fucking stop. Not with this fucking pig. Calling Putin a very smart man. He's smart, complex. Not... These poor people in Ukraine, uh, plumbers, teachers, fathers, computer engineers, bus drivers who are literally in their neighborhoods with guns that they're not trained to use holding down their fucking neighborhoods. Literally, that's what's going on. And dick stained pig dick Donald Trump is complimenting this fucking guy? Nah, I'm not going to stop. And he did compliment him, not once, but twice. Miles Jordan, just for verification purposes, play from the CPAC, whatever the fuck that means, Saturday night when he doubled down. And I think he doubled down because I ranted on him after the first time. He doubled down on his explanation for complimenting Putin. Play that real quick, Miles Jordan. Yesterday, reporters asked me if I thought President Putin was smart. I said, of course he's smart, to which I was greeted with, oh, that's such a terrible thing to say. I'd like to tell the truth. Yes, he's smart. The NATO nations, and indeed the world, as he 
looks over what's happening strategically with no repercussions or threats whatsoever, they're not so smart. They're looking the opposite of smart. If you take over Ukraine, we're going to sanction you, they say. Sanction? Well, that's a pretty weak statement. Putin is saying, oh, they're going to sanction me. They sanctioned me for the last 25 years. You mean I can take over a whole country? Are they going to sanction me? You mean they're not going to blow us to pieces, at least psychologically? The problem is not that Putin is smart, which of course he's smart, but the real problem is that our leaders are dumb. Dumb. Why would anybody compliment Vladimir Putin now out of all times. It really makes me think, and you know, I think about it. I bullshit about it. I question. It really makes me think he has something on him. He owes Putin money or the rumor is true that Vladimir with the bad hair has those P tapes. Those piss tapes. Donald Trump freaking off 10, 15 years ago, getting pissed on by a bunch of hot, young Russian whores. Vladimir set the whole thing up. He had the cameras in the room, and he owns pig dick Donald Trump. And a lot of people go, well, this would never happen. This would never happen under under Trump's regime if Trump was president. Says who? Says who? What would he do? What would he bomb him? Would he nuke him? Dick stain Donald Trump? What's he gonna do? He's a draft. This is not a tough guy. What would he do to stop Vladimir Putin from going in there and attacking anybody under his watch? Nothing. He wouldn't do shit. You see the president of Ukraine, former comedian, he's in the streets, gun in hand. There's regular folks in the streets fighting for their lives with guns in their hands, protecting their neighborhoods, protecting their families, protecting their country from Russia. Well, what would Trump do? When he was a young man, he, he dodged a draft. Fake bone spurs, but he was a good athlete. Talking about he was a good athlete. Playing what? Basketball? I'll bust your ass. Football? You cheated golf. You're not good at golf. You're fat. You're overweight. We saw you throw a baseball. You can't lift your arms over your shoulders. What sport were you good at? So, yeah, we're going to stay on... Dick Stain Donald Trump until the wheels fall off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to stay on him real nice and real proper like until the wheels fall off. Okay? Stay on you. Stay on your son. Stay on your other son. Stay on miserable Melania and Nikki Ivanka until the wheels fall off. But we've, we've gone through... Kanye West breakdowns. We've chronicled the, the great stickmen of the world, the great stickmen in Hollywood. We've had the Bizarros, Bizarro Steph Curry. 
We've had oh so many sick fucks. So many sick fucks. So little time. I'll do one right now. Miles Jordan. Let me get the sick fuck of the week theme song. This is an award that is earned, not given. Earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. She's really fucking sick, man. She's fucking whack. Why? Make him stop. You smell like a sick fuck. You look like a sick fuck. That ain't fuck. supposed to be on a plane, you sick what you, fuck what, you. What are you doing? Hey, man, leave that chicken alone. Leave the chicken alone. Well, what are you doing to the chicken? That doesn't belong in a chicken. Oh, you hear it. Oh, you hear it. It's, it's so good. It's so nice. There's so many sick fucks, so little time. There was a horrendous sick fuck on the train the train is filled the new york city subway system is filled with sick fucks they go oh, well they're they're mentally ill yeah so what i don't want them my, my wife was on the train the other day a homeless white man got on his knees in front of her and asked my wife to marry her on the train fuck is you doing duke ain't nobody trying to marry you you're asking my ways to marry you on the train, you dirty motherfucker. You got shit in your pants. Mike Rapp, uh, well, they're, they're mentally ill. So what? Eric Adams, get him off the street. You got a shit in your pants, and you're asking my wife, the next man's wife, to marry you on the six train? Bitch, please. Ain't nobody marrying you, Duke. I mean, this sick fuck of the week, aside from the one who tried to propose to my wife on the fucking train, you know how nerve-wracking that is? For anybody to be on the train and some motherfucker is going to get within a foot of them, get on their knees, and ask them to marry him, get the fuck off the train, man. But in the Boogie Down Bronx at the train station on 241st Street, a guy walked up to a woman with a black bag full of human shit and smeared it all over all over her face pushed her in the face smushed her in the face with a black bag full of shit this guy's still on the lam out in these streets that's what you call a shit show that's a sick fuck and like i don't care that these people are mentally ill i want them off the street i want them off the train People shouldn't have to fear for their lives taking public transportation in New York. It ain't that dope. The trains in New York are not that dope. And they're like, well, pay your fare. Pay your fare for what? So when you go down there, you could be harassed and possibly have a bag of human shit thrown in your face? 900 episodes. And some people say, well, Mike Rapp, you're not doing as many sick fucks a week. I know. Because, you know, like I said, I don't want it to be contrived. I don't want to be sick of the sick fucks. We've ILO'd people. I'm always going to do that. I've Willie Hutched people. I know I haven't done any Willie Hutch in a while. I'll do it. We've had the McGregors. We went through the entire pandemic. We've had emergency episodes. We've had live shows around the country. We've had live shows in Canada. Been talked about in the news. I had the Ariana Grande beef, the Meek Mill beef. The beef with those deplorables, and that ain't over. That ain't over. 
We had Mike Tyson on the episode crying. All right, motherfucking Rappaport. <laughs> We've had asshole bleachers. We've had episodes with Q-Tip and Method Man. That episode was incredible. Yo, if you didn't hear episode 503 on the 25th anniversary of Midnight Marauders and Wu-Tang's 36 Chambers, we had Q-Tip breaking down 36 Chambers and Method Man breaking down Midnight Marauders, episode 503. That's a gold museum quality standard episode. We've discussed all things politics, all things sports, all things music, all things film, current events, sick fucks. We've covered it all. We just can't stop. Almost eight years, 900 episodes, and I appreciate you guys, the fans who stick with me through thick and thin, always disruptive, fully disruptive, the rapper pack worldwide, the Polish rapper pack, the Australian rapper pack, the French rapper pack, all the rapper pack coalitions in the United States and worldwide. Said it once, I'll say it until the wheels fall off. If I'm in here podcasting to myself, well, then you gotta you gotta nominate me for the sick fuck of the week. You know, I was thinking about how far podcasting has come since I started in 2014, August of 2014. Now literally everybody has a podcast. It's totally oversaturated with podcasts. There's way too many podcasts. It's become it's become too easy to make a podcast, but of course, I am a professional podcasting with professional podcast producers, of course. And, you know, it's good that anybody can make a podcast, but it is an oversaturated market, in, in my opinion. Um, but it's good. You know, the cream always rises to the crop and the butter. Well, I don't know if butter rises to the crop, but butter in a French restaurant is very prevalent. Makes no sense, but it is tied to what I'm talking about. And and re really what I'm talking about is just, I appreciate you guys uh, for staying with the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, the Iron Diggity Dome of Disruption, the Ziggity Zone of Disruption. Anyway, um, I'm not going to talk about the Kanye documentary until I finish watching it. I love it. It's so damn good. I don't know if you guys have been watching the Kanye documentary on... Uh, Netflix, but it's probably going to be about five hours long, five hours total in three parts. Each episode's like an hour, 30, hour, 40 minutes long. And it's just been really, really good. I mean, really well done. I'm trying to get the, the director on the podcast to talk to him about, you know, everything that went down and how it came together and you know, he's been shooting this dude for over 20 years, Kanye West. Um, and even if you're not a fan anymore, but, but used to be a fan, if you love music and you're into documentaries, I highly recommend the Kanye doc on Netflix. Uh, two parts are out. I'm going to break it down with the young shooter who I wanted to be on this episode, but he'll be on the next episode. I'm also going to get the unofficial, official international news correspondent Eli Lake to come on the next episode. A couple of people have already requested him because obviously I want him to explain how Ukraine and Russia 
got to this point, if he thinks slob dick Donald Trump, if this would have happened on his way, I, I just want to ask him everything about um, what's going on over there because the whole world is watching. And this is a war like nothing before because the people of Ukraine, they have cell phones. So you're seeing cell phone footage. You're seeing, you know, just random people filming, you know, all this this crazy stuff, this terrible, violent stuff over there in Ukraine. Um, and it's happening in front of our eyes. So the whole world is literally watching. So I want to have it broken down. And, and I have questions that I want answered. And if you have any questions, you know, you could always DM me. Um, it's easier to email me. I am Rapport Podcast at gmail.com. I am Rapport Podcast at gmail.com. Because uh, I'll definitely get those. I don't get all the emails. I'm shadow banned on Instagram, by the way. Three people sent me videotapes of them recording their phone trying to look up my page saying they didn't see my page for a while and like my name doesn't come up unless you spell it out completely and there's no space in between there's all these fake Michael Rappaport pages there's people that spell their name differently than me uh different versions of Rappaport uh but me the gringo man dingo me the disruptive warrior I am not on there those Instagram fucks Zuckerberg they have me shadow banned. For what? You have me shadow banned for what? Free mic rap. If you listen to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, if you listen to me now, go to my Instagram page, find me, look for me, like my shit and all that stuff. I think that helps you get unshadow banned. I know it's because I curse. I call him scumbag. I call him pig dick. You know. But it's true. <laughs> I Am Rapport Podcast. Because you are listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, there's a good chance you love sports as much as me, if not more. Gambling on sports is nothing new, but doing it from your couch is with more and more states and sites making it legal. There's so much money to be made. That's why me, Michael Rappaport, the Dust Brothers, and my guy Ben Boller have created Captain Picks, a.k.a. a community of winners. We have a team of captains that are making winning picks at NBA, NFL, NHL, college football and basketball, plus live game betting and more. You can either have picks emailed to you daily, weekly, monthly, or join our Discord for up-to-the-minute plays and strategy. You don't have to be at this alone. Sign up at CaptainPicks.com today. That's CaptainPicks.com today and start winning tonight, today, ASAP. We are coming to that time of the year with the NBA. We're coming to that time of the year with March Madness, which I have been watching some, some college basketball, and I'm pumped for March Madness and college basketball because the game is just played totally differently. I'm going to uh, go out of my way to enjoy the NCAA tournament this year and watch basketball played in its purest form, you know, with these kids who will probably never play on a high level uh, ever again. They're playing their guts and their hearts out, you know, through pandemics and games being canceled and playing with masks and no tournament and no no fans and, 
you know, everything being spun around. Uh, now they finally get the tournament with fans and everything like that. It's going to be a dope March Madness. And, of course, the NBA is... I think this, these playoffs are going to be outstanding. Like the, like the Gap Band. Outstanding. Miles Jordan, play a little Gap Band Outstanding. Because it's cooking on all cylinders. The 76ers got James Harden. James Harden. It's like when he doesn't want to play on a team, he could literally make himself look fat and bloated. And then a week later, it's like, boom. I don't know if he goes on a juice cleanse. He's back to look like James Harden. So he's looking really good with Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers team. Kid Maxi and uh, Danny Green and all them. Of course, the Brooklyn Nets are looming. Kyrie Irving will be playing by the end of the season at home. That's my prediction. And when they get Durant and then Ben Simmons starts playing, they're going to be a problem. Durant's coming back this week. Kyrie, Ben Simmons... And the uh, Chicago Bulls are looking good. DeMar DeRozan, they're still not totally healthy. They're just getting back in the swing of things. Of course, you got the champs, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are in fifth place in the East right now, behind the Cavaliers. The fucking Cleveland Cavaliers are a good, good team. They're not a fluke. It's going to be fun, man. The NBA playoffs are going to be sick. You know who ain't making the playoffs? The Knicks. They ain't shit. The Knicks ain't shit. And then, you know, the, the team that no one discusses because they don't have anybody who really does any, like, highlight shit. Their star is not a highlight real guy. Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat are, they're at the top of the East. And then, of course, in the West, the Suns and Golden State. And the Grizzlies, who I think are going to fizzle out. That's just my opinion. I don't think they're ready. But I like that team. I'm not saying they're going to fizzle out of the playoffs. I just They need to, you know, go through some things. The Nuggets, Utah, and, and Phoenix played a ridiculous game the other night with Spider Mitchell showing up and showing out. And uh, the team that we need to stop discussing because they're really becoming an embarrassment is the Lakers. The Lakers are like the Dallas Cowboys. They're always discussed, maligned. Everybody's always breaking them down, analyzing them. This, that, and the third. The Lakers ain't shit. The Lakers record is 27 and 33. I don't care if AD comes back. He'll wind up getting hurt again. The other night, they were playing at home in the uh, the Bitcoin arena. That's what they call it right now, the Bitcoin arena. Getting destroyed by the Pelicans. And they almost had a malice in the Bitcoin arena. LeBron James is cursing at fans. The fans are cursing at LeBron James. Russell Westbrook's telling fans to suck them off. Trevor Ariza has to be held back. 
in his own city at a home game. This isn't on the road. They were in the Bitcoin Arena in Los Angeles, formerly known as the Staples Center. The fans hate them. They're not a likable team. LeBron James is, yo, yo, this is another reason why he's, he's not a GOAT. Michael Jordan never got booed in Chicago. Kobe Bryant never got booed in the Staples Center. They're heckling LeBron James. They're heckling Trevor Reese. Trevor Reese had to be hell. He wanted to go fight a fan because you guys suck. Why do you want to fight a fan, Trevor Reese? Russell Westbrook's like, yo, if you don't want to watch the game and you want to boo, leave. No. Some of these people are going to... When you say that, Russell, that's an invitation for people to go, oh, I'm I'm going to go to the game just to boo this fucking guy. They need to stop being discussed. And I know you're saying, Mike Rapp, you're discussing it right now. Uh, I'm part of the problem. But I also am part of the solution. Because this is... This has just been another great episode. I'm sorry to toot my own horn. Okay. It's been 900 episodes of disruption. There'll be plenty, plenty, plenty more. Again, I appreciate you guys for rocking with the best, the world's most disruptive podcast. Like I said, look for me on Instagram. Try to find me on Instagram. I got to I got to get out of this shadow ban. And if you're in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh area, I'm doing shows this weekend, March 4th, March 5th. If you got questions, comments, concerns, email I am Rappaport Podcast at gmail.com. I am Rappaport Podcast at gmail.com. Came, saw, disrupted. I'm out. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Let's get out of here with something real nice. Something real proper, okay? But most importantly, uh, uh, end this I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast with something real nice and real funky. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, 900th episode. I'm out. Thank you.